0: FYI, this podcast contains spoilers.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 100 and something of the podcast that goes next. I say 100 and something because I don't know exactly where I'm going to put it yet. It'll be in the early 100s.
0: Oh,
2: we're gonna save it You, you <laughs> don't
1: care about that, right? <laughs> why,
2: don't, why don't you just edit the number in later?
1: That's what I did last time. I did like a fake uh, movie phone voice over the number. Yeah. Oh, like, welcome to episode 94 of 100 and or whatever. <laughs> anyway. I feel, like, I feel
2: like we joked about that before already, but maybe. Probably. Not.
1: Hey, we just rehashed the same old shit over and over again.
2: That's what it's all about. Yeah.
1: That's why you love us for our bits. These
2: bits? <laughs> hey i
1: think it's time for an episode of great bits (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i stole that from scott Ackerman. i do not want to take credit for that that's true you know scotty
2: ox listens to this podcast i don't think he
1: does but i don't want the podcast police to come after me that's true yeah the ppd (laughs) (laughs) wasn't ryan Reynolds in that all right, I actually watched
2: that today. Actually, a pretty good what? movie. Really? Yeah. Right. I did. I really thought it was going to be ridiculous, but I couldn't find anything else on TV to watch, and it was on HBO. Okay. I started it. It was actually pretty compelling.
1: All right. I'll check it out. Not like
2: a good movie, but like an entertaining movie.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you made me wondering who we are.
2: The movie podcast.
1: <laughs> but I am. I love films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Jason. Boy, my claws sure are extra shiny venable. And I'm joined by Denise. Yeah, those pointy little brackets don't actually make that Japanese venable. (laughs) And we're joined by special flashback co host Cameron. I'm not an animal! Sinclair.
2: That's right, I'm not an animal.
1: (laughs) I tried to go Elephant Man, and I think I went Muppet instead.
0: I was gonna say it kind of came
2: out of Schwarzenegger.
0: I thought, <laughs> get down! A Schwarzenegger and a Muppet had a love child,
1: ooh, a Schwarzenegger Muppet! My curiosity is piqued.
0: But not mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're so contrarian. <laughs> anyway, hey, this is a very special flashback episode.
0: Very special.
1: The podcast that goes snicked, Worlds Are Colliding, for only the second time in history. That's right. And we've we picked the biggest stories, the hardest-hitting news to bring to you. We did this for Days of Future Past, and now we're doing it again for Wolverine's first solo miniseries.
0: The wormhole has been opened. Yes. Both of which became movies.
1: Yes, that's true. Yeah. Lo- loosely.
2: <laughs> yeah, not, not exactly.
1: But. Yeah, but yeah. As very, close as
2: they ever
1: get. Very interesting. So, anyway, this uh, came out in 82, 1982. The podcast you... did? Yes.
0: We're that old.
1: <laughs> hey, I was four. I could have done a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. No, no but the, the miniseries came out in 82. It was kind of at the upward swing of Wolverine's popularity. He was, like, really hitting his stride. He had just won uh, (laughs) an award for a best comic character a couple years running. And so it was about time. And Marvel, this is a pretty new thing they were doing. You know, a few flashback episodes ago, I covered a contest of champions, which was Marvel's very first miniseries. Back then they were called a limited series. And this was either the second or third one. So this is really early, almost an experiment for Marvel, kind of seeing if this would work.
2: That's cool. Yeah. Then they went crazy in the 90s.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, miniseries everywhere. Do I think largely to the success of this one?
2: Yeah. Hey, do you do you want to explain why I sound like I'm down in a hole before we keep going? Oh, yeah, that's okay. cuz
1: uh, we're funny. doing a little FaceTime. Cameron cannot be here. Um he ate some sushi and got um dysentery.
2: That's not true. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh this is kind of a super a comic super team. Um Chris Claremont who is at the height of his Uncanny X-Men glory, and also writing about nine different books for Marvel at this time. And then Frank Miller is hot off of his acclaimed Daredevil run, which I actually just read all of it for the first time.
2: Yeah, how was it?
1: It was... It had its highs and lows. The highs were really high, though. And his art art was fantastic.
2: Overall, good for Daredevil?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, It definitely recatapulted the character. And most... It pretty much changes Daredevil for the rest of time as far as what oh. kind of comic it's going to be and what kind of hero he is and all that. It makes him serious instead of I'm a goofy guy in a red suit jumping around. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's it's definitely a little Frank Miller melodramatic, but, but anyway, this, this is not the podcast that goes, I'm blind, I'm blind. This is a <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that the sound Daredevil makes when he's walking uh, around? I think
2: so. That's that's what his radar sounds like.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: or sonar, I mean.
1: Yeah. No, it's radar, it's radar sense. I it it's acts sonar. more like sonar. If you want to be scientific, but they call it radar sense.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just sonar, but <laughs> well, maybe sonar is just underwater and radar is out of water. I don't know. Is that a thing? I don't what know. do bats use?
1: I think it's time for an episode of Wikipedia. Question:
2: What do bats use? I, I thought bats use used sonar, sonar, but maybe yeah. maybe it's radar. Well,
1: yeah. Well, um, I don't only care. Only there was a
2: scientist on this podcast.
1: <laughs> Where's Bill Nye when you need him? But anyway, so this is like a literally a super team. This book sold super well and made Wolverine even more popular than he already was. Frank Miller just did the art. On this one didn't do any writing though we'll talk about some suspicions i have on, on my part later but yeah so it's four issues let's go ahead and just jump into it huh enough foreplay let's do it okay so issue number one is i think it's just called i'm wolverine
2: i am wolverine
1: chris claremont is the writer frank miller the penciler joseph rubinstein the finisher Tom Orzjakowski, the litterer; Glennis Ween is the colorist.
2: Is hey. finisher the same thing as inker?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Don't they
2: usually say inker though?
1: Didn't you say sometimes they say inker, sometimes they say embellisher.
2: Yeah, I haven't seen finisher before. That's not that's uh.
1: Finish him.
2: That's what I thought of. Yeah. He Assassinates all these guys at yeah. the end of it.
1: Really, he just sat around in the at Marvel Studio playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> the very early I just, version. I just wonder of if there Marvel. was a
2: reason why they did finisher. There's something different.
1: I don't know if maybe Miller like started some of the inks or maybe he didn't ink everything. Maybe he only did partial inks. I don't really know. To be Mm -hmm. honest.
0: Or maybe he cleaned everything up.
1: I don't think that happened. (laughs) Just just looking at the art.
2: (laughs) Maybe he just cleaned up the room at the end. Yeah. Yeah. He picked up all the beer bottles and stuff. Yes. (laughs) Vacuumed.
1: Yep. So anyway, number one, we have an iconic Wolverine cover. An image that Wolverine fans have seen over and over and over again. And it's Wolverine smiling with his right hand claws out. Yeah, his right hand claws out. And um, his claws are reflecting some, some glint, some light. And with his left hand, he's saying, come here, bub. Come and get it. And he's got this big ass grin on his face. And,
0: and his head is detached from his body.
1: No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not a floating head. I and mean, he's got floaty. his cow off. I like the way you can see his cow hanging behind his neck.
0: It looks like a sweatshirt.
1: Now, hey, did you get the cover? Did you get a cover <laughs> gallery, Cameron? What do you mean? Well, I know you got the trade on your iPad. So, is there? A, are they separated by the covers, or the covers in the back, or are they not there uh, at
2: all? No, they're they're separated by the covers. Okay, cool,
1: good deal. So, anyway, what does everybody think of this cover?
0: I don't like it.
1: Okay.
2: I
0: do
1: like it. I don't like it as much as probably most Wolverine fans, but I do like it. I like the color in the background.
0: I like the color in yeah. the background, but I, I, he has no neck, and there's issues in shading and proportion.
1: I will say his little claw things on his hand look a little weird. Yes. Because it looks like yeah. his hand is twisted and the claws are straight at you. Well,
0: and the hand that doesn't have claws, these look like bullets. Like
1: They, they look the same on that side.
0: Y- yeah, but... It, there should be some shading in here to indicate depth, and there's not.
1: Maybe there's a, a um, lid on them. No. You don't know.
0: I do know.
2: <laughs> it does seem like they shouldn't be so round. Yeah. That's blades come out of them.
0: That's true. They look
2: awfully wide, it but I, it's a, I think it's a good cover. I, I um, My only complaint with the cover is his eyes are kind of weird because one's more open than the other.
1: Yeah. He's got a lazy eye. Yeah.
2: It kind of makes it. Yeah. It kind of makes it. Look you like, would yes, think a his Huey Patrick eye, would take care of that. Crazy, but I, I mean, it's not. I, I wouldn't say it's the best. It's definitely not the best drawn Wolverine ever. But I think the the cover itself, the the layout and stuff, I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, and I think the idea of it is pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, Wolverine, like A. Hey, like you said, Cameron, come and get it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think it's an A idea. I just think it's a C execution.
2: Yeah. So C plus.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. C plus. C plus.
2: Perfect. <laughs> C plus.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to throw out there. i I listened to like four episodes of you talking you tune to me in a row. So if I, if I say a lot of stuff from there, I'm, I'm not intentionally doing it. And
2: I just listened to like three episodes of comedy, bang, bang. So yeah.
1: So we got Scott, all, Akin Scott Akin Akin on the brain. He should sponsor our show.
2: Maybe he should come on our show. He's a comic fan, I think.
1: Let's tweet him, yeah. We should do it. Yeah. I I, I bet he'll say yes.
2: Yeah. Because he doesn't have anything going on.
1: (laughs) Right, no. He's He's not not busy at all. (laughs) Anyway, so the last time we did a flashback episode, which was a little ways ago, or the last time we talked about X-Men, Wolverine was packing up and heading to Canada. They just got back from fighting the brood in space everybody was taking some time off some downtime and Wolverine was going back home and it's kind of cool because unlike today where in this miniseries came out they would just go to the next issue of Uncanny and Wolverine would be back and there'd be a little asterisk that said this happens after Wolverine number four <laughs> but back in 1982 Wolverine ran off to do his thing he actually wasn't in Uncanny for like three or four issues and they would, they would talk about hey if only wolverine were here he could do this but he's <coughs> off in canada you know so it's actually i don't know i really enjoyed that the,
0: that actually makes more sense
1: yes it does and of course that was back in the day before wolverine had to be in nine issues every week anyway so wolverine is in canada and we get we start off with a quote wolverine quote i'm the best there is at what i do what I do isn't very nice. Classic. Yep, we got Wolverine climbing a mountain.
2: This series, they really lay heavily; they lean heavy into that that phrase, which that's yes. already his catchphrase by this point. But
1: uh it's shown up once or twice.
2: But I don't think I was thinking more than that. But I was gonna say, but they definitely—it's not every. He doesn't say it in every issue.
1: Right. No, this definitely catapults it into the stratosphere. Yeah.
2: Oh. But I thought I thought it was already I thought it was already a phrase that he used. Oh well, no! All
1: right. So if you remember in the flashback episodes, they he had kind of said parts of it and kind of danced around it, and then he, a couple of times he's actually finally said it.
2: Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm just remembering it more than it was. But either but either way, this this is what puts it on the map as his official catchphrase. I think.
1: Right. So anyway, Wolverine. He's on his uh, vacation in his homeland Canada, but he's interrupted by a murderous bear. A murderous grizzly bear. And he's gotta track it down and take it out. What do y'all think of this this scene? We get a nice snicked. So anyway, we got our first snicked. I really like that whole paneling. Where we see like the snick and then it like the motion through the three frames.
0: Well, I like that too, but what I like is leading up to this is it makes you feel like he's hunting down a person, and then you find out he's hunting the bear.
1: Yeah, I thought that too. It's a pretty nasty looking bear. And the scene where he cuts off the bear's arm always makes me think of uh, Star Wars.
2: Oh, yeah. Where he goes, That's the first thing I thought of. I
1: don't like you. <laughs> My friend doesn't like you either. And then Obi Wan cuts the whatever that guy whatever is. That,
2: whatever that beast is. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that too.
1: I also really liked the panel of where Wolverine cuts him in the belly and the blood like you know, it doesn't just trail off it like curves with the motion of his claws. I thought Uh-oh. that was yeah. really cool.
2: I didn't like Yeah, that. I like that too. You don't like
0: that? I didn't like that. I thought it was so fake. Okay. Blood splatter would not go in a perfect.
1: No, it's artistic.
0: Yeah. No,
2: but the blood trail from his
0: Yeah, it would follow As the blood's blood.
2: dripping that's, off that's his physics. blade that would follow the motion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it's a one straight it. stream, and it well, bends. It was, it's,
2: but it's an action shot.
0: It looks yes. like bubble gum.
2: <laughs> it does look like, like bubblegum.
0: oops.
1: <laughs> My it does make it look
2: like stuck. very sticky.
1: Yeah.
2: It's a very sticky kind of blood. But I think grizzly bears have bubble gum blood. That's a real thing.
1: Yeah, I think so. You can
0: chew Is it. Is it grape?
2: I think Playbird? so. Oh, okay. Big leg chew? Yeah. it <laughs> yeah. got a that's what's in there.
1: Gross. Yeah, it's like Tauntaun guts, right?
2: That's not true. No one tried to cut a bear. No one tried to cut a bear and chew their insides.
1: Yes. You're
2: going to get some bad Twitter feedback. I tried to chew a bear's blood and it didn't work.
1: I just got sick and almost died. (laughs) Whoops. So Wolverine kills the bear, but he's not happy about it. He doesn't want to kill his bear friend. And he finds out the bear was shot with a poison arrow.
0: And he's going crazy. And it wasn't
1: enough poison to kill him, but just enough to make him really pissed off. And gave him yep. mad bear disease.
2: Mad bear disease.
1: <clears throat> yeah, let that soak um, in.
2: That's illegal, I believe.
1: Probably. Although he doesn't
2: he doesn't say that in here.
1: No, but it makes him really, really mad.
2: Yeah. So it's either illegal or just something you're not supposed to do, maybe. I don't know.
0: Well, he he states in the comic that the hunter, instead of going and following the bear and finishing what he was supposed to do, just figured the bear would eventually die and that's what he's pissed off about was that the hunter was careless and now x amount of people and kids are have been killed by this bear. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the the combination of the the mistreatment of the bear instead of, you know, just poisoning him and letting him go crazy but then also the fact that a bunch of people got hurt like you said. Yeah. Campers right. got mauled.
1: But anyway, he tracks the uh trail of uh, the Hunter back to Josie's Bar and Grill. Which, that's Josie from the Harden simmons Cafeteria, right?
2: <laughs> I forgot about her. That's funny. I don't think so.
1: Anyway, he uh, he finds the Hunter and he gets in a fight. And he maybe takes him down. But he definitely turns him over to the authorities. And then I thought this page turn was so super sudden. I actually thought I was missing pages.
0: I thought it was an ad at first. I was like, where's the... The like product they're selling
1: as we go, he's like he's about to fight the hunter, and then suddenly he's reminiscing about Mariko out of nowhere, like there's no like I don't know
2: yeah, I agree, it was a very um I mean I guess it it works because I don't know that I really wanted another page of him of him finishing this and then getting to the next thing, right, but it did but it did feel kind of abrupt
1: um, so we get something very strange in here. Um. So he's talking about Mariko. He's looking at her picture, and he's, he's been trying to get a hold of her, and he can't. And she disappeared. Yeah. Like well, she's disappeared. He's tracking her down to Japan. Tries calling. She won't answer.
0: Well, and all of his letters are returned to him.
1: Yeah, all his letters are returned. And he talks about how Mariko is the daughter of one of the noblest, richest, most powerful families in Japan. She, can, yeah. she can trace her lineage back almost two thousand years. Me? I know my father. That's as far as it goes. What?
2: I also thought that was interesting.
1: Because Wolverine does not know his father, not at this point.
2: And I don't. At this point, he doesn't even. He doesn't know any of his past.
1: I, have we revealed the whole amnesia stuff yet? Because really, I feel like they've just kind of hinted that he has a mysterious past, but he hasn't no, but any...
2: Because when they went to Japan before, remember, he was confused that he could speak Japanese.
1: Was he? But then he also talked about his time as being a secret agent.
0: He says that throughout this whole book is that he's a. No, secret but the secret agent. agent stuff
2: is what he was doing After. when Professor X found him. Right. But then, previous to that, but mm. when they went to, when they went to Japan that one time, their very beginning, he said how he was he was confused because he spoke Japanese and didn't know, and they didn't go. V- right. I don't think they went very far with you know, what he does and doesn't know, but they did allude to the fact that he's, that he's missing parts of his past, I believe.
1: Right. We okay. were doing
2: all these so quickly and we could remember all this and then we spread out a mountain a lot. And that's hard to kind of remember exactly <laughs> yeah. what's been revealed and what hasn't been revealed. But, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that we, we know that he doesn't know a lot.
1: Okay. Fair enough. But either way, this is definitely retconned. He, does he doesn't know who his father is. We don't find out who, who his father is for years and years.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't make sense, even in the context of what we've learned so far about I, Wolverine. I don't yeah,
1: think it, I think he's, he's trying to contrast, like, so Mariko no has go, this yeah. rich, like, cultural history, and he has, yeah. like, nothing. But,
2: well, it seems that he should have just said, I don't know anybody, or I have yeah. no family.
1: Yeah, that would have been better. I agree.
2: Why why he needed to know his dad.
1: But I don't know. know. But then he hops on flight 007 where everybody joins the Mile High Club. Oh. (laughs) It's just a big orgy plane. Anyway, and he goes to Tokyo and he meets his friend, Asano Kimura, who was an old, uh, they were old agents together back in the spy days. Yeah. Um,
2: which, this does bring us to, you get, I get the feeling, you get the feeling that they're writing this as if he's done a bunch of stuff in Japan.
1: Well, he did, All right? So, because he was a secret agent after he was Weapon X, before he was Alpha Flight, right? Or Am I mixing that up?
2: Yeah, no, I mean he was working for Canadian Secret Service, right? But no, yeah, I was, I, I didn't mean that. I mean, this, like, this whole series. It's as if he did a bunch of stuff in Japan.
1: It's like he lived there for years.
2: Yeah, but which he may have. But like I said, not that many issues ago, two years ago in this, in the comics, like literal years ago, he didn't remember anything about ever being in Japan. (laughs) And so the question is, is he now suddenly remembering stuff from before? Or is there, are we supposed to believe? Because it almost seems like because of the Mariko stuff, that since he met Mariko, he was in Japan and did a bunch of stuff that they just didn't ever cover in the comics. I don't know. Because he meets Mario, Ko, Mario Ko like once.
1: Well, he meets her, Bye. but then remember, she comes back to New York. She comes to the embassy. And they oh, have right. a relationship in New York.
2: That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. But still, I, even take that, even yes or no that. But the fact that it's like he's in Japan, he speaks Japanese, he knows all about everything.
1: I, I think he's turning, turning Japanese. I really think so.
2: <laughs> I think he's turning Japanese. I was a little confused. Not confused, but I was just like, I don't know if they're if they're just trying to go back and retcon where he acted like he didn't remember anything about Japan. I don't know. Or if we're supposed to believe that there's there's been a time while he's been there for a long time while he was on the X-Men.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But either way, he meets his old agent buddy who tries to basically just tell him, hey, dude, just forget about all this. Go home. He finds out Mariko has been married. He
0: also finds out that her dad has come back.
1: Yeah, her dad's back. She's married. Just if she wanted you to know about it, she would have told you. Just go home. It's pretty much what uh, Asano tells him. And Wolverine's like, you know I can't do that. (laughs) And we find out that she was married to pay a debt. So her father owed something. And uh, Mariko had to marry a guy to uh, to make up for it. So Wolverine completely ignores her. He gets in costume. And he goes to visit her at her ancestral home. Uh, so what do you think? This is the first time, really, we see uh, Wolverine in costume. Frank Miller style. Like, for real. So I mean, we've had little one-page panels by Miller before, but in other books, but this is the first time we really get a, a full glimpse of Miller's version of his costume, so what do we think about it? I'm
0: Batman. That's all I could think of. It looked like Batman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a little baddish because of the the length of the how much the, the little wings point up on his mask, right. but I like it. I, I, like the, I like the panel a lot.
0: Yeah, I think when it's in silhouette, like in the end of this book where his uh, he's like in a blue silhouette he looks like Batman <laughs> and, I, and that bugged me I don't know why because then every time he was in silhouette that's all I saw was Batman
2: yeah well I could see that
1: well, Frank Miller will go on to draw one of the most beloved Batman stories of all time so maybe this was his warm up I don't know there you go Anyway, I really like the panel where he talks to the dogs and we get, like, psychic Wolverine dog talk.
2: I could sense how much more powerful he was than them. Right.
1: He's definitely the alpha male. So anyway, he visits Mariko in front of big Buddha statues in the garden. She's saying some prayers. He shows up. He says, face me. And she wants him to go. But he finally looks at her and, uh-oh, she's been beat on. And this panel of Wolverine's anger I thought was really great see like the close-up of his eye and the mask and then he growls and he sees his canine and he makes yeah. a fist and mariko basically says you know what we need to let this go i have to fulfill my honor and then the husband shows up and wolverine's gonna kill him uh, but mariko begs him to let it go and to leave and he, he agrees but before he can leave he's hit with a barrage of poison throwing stars uh, he awakes which this panel these panels of him waking up are awesome.
0: I did enjoy
1: those.
2: Can we back up slightly?
1: Yes, of course.
2: The drawing the way he draws the husband. What's yes. the husband's
1: name? Um I don't know.
2: <laughs> you just said No Noburo. Noburo. Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that.
2: Only with an end. Yeah. Anyway, the way he draws Noburo or we'll say whatever.
1: Oh, and um, changes. It, Like He comes in, he's real feeble and old, and then Wolverine picks him up and he's a fat, chubby man.
2: Yeah, which could have been the way of squeezing him. But in in both of these drawings of him, it's like he looks a lot, he looks way too close to the super racist World War II drawings of Japanese people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Maybe. none none
2: None of the other Japanese people do. It's just this one guy, the way he chose to draw that guy, which right. probably because he's...
1: He's trying, trying to, make to make him make ugly. that guy look
2: look yeah. bad. But it's like, it's just like the way his eyes are squinted in the glasses and the shape of his head. And it's like, it's a little... Which, it's 1982, so I guess you got to give him a little break for that. But that's a little... Uh, it's a little borderline for me.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Maybe you just don't look at enough World War II propaganda.
1: That is probably true. You're the history major. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. I, I can only base that version on Dick Tracy comic strips. <laughs> Everybody was super racist.
2: That's true. I'll send you the uh, I'll, Dr. Seuss. I'll send you the Dr. Seuss uh, propaganda.
1: Alright. Sounds good. Anyway, the panel of Wolverine holding up the, the husband who gained 50 pounds when he picked him up. Yeah. Wolverine looks pretty weird. badass in that panel.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's a, that is a good panel.
1: Now, I like that it's not in an in a actual panel. Like, it's just in white space. The use of white space in this comic, I think, is great, and that's a Frank Miller um, trait.
2: Yeah, trait trope.
1: Something he did a lot in all his comics. and It just looks really cool. It's a good use. I like
2: it. At first, I was kind of wondering if it was just just the digital version, since that's what I have. Oh right, right. But you're saying in the in the regular paper ones, it's also all white space.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots of white space. That's cool. Interesting panel layouts and stuff. So anyway, Wolverine wakes up. He's all groggy. And he sees the Lord Shingen Is that how you say that? They said it in the movie and I forget. Yeah, I think that's right. Anyway, he's back. He's large and in charge. And he's Mariko's father. And he challenges Wolverine to a duel with wooden practice swords. Because Wolverine is not honorable enough to use the real thing. And he basically kicks Wolverine's ass
2: yeah well he fights it's an interesting it's an interesting thing they do where it's like he fights he he says he's fighting with the wooden swords but then he does it in a way that really could hurt and kill wolverine yes but so he looks like he's trying to do a regular like a fake fight i guess with the wooden swords but then is actually trying to kill wolverine but wolverine feels like he can't then just kill him because he agreed to the wooden sword fight
1: on well, that, and you know, the bocon. He doesn't want to kill his his lady friend's dad.
2: Yeah. So. That too.
1: But I'll say we get five full pages of this fight.
2: Yeah. And I didn't get sick of it.
1: No, it was pretty great. I thought the action choreography was laid out really well. I uh, agree. The panel where we see from Wolverine's perspective, and when he pops his claws out, and they're all six of them are pointing at Shinji, and shinjin has got his sword out. Yeah, that's a fantastic panel.
2: That's a great panel.
1: But of course, since he does pop his claws and go mad, it kind of dishonors him. And then Shingen still kicks his butt. Of course, he is groggy. Remember, he's got drugs in his system.
2: Groggy, and he's trying not to kill. Even though he does pop his claws out, he's still not trying not to kill him.
1: I don't know. Doesn't he say, though, that he had a berserker and he, he was upset because he never, want Mar- he never wanted Marco to see that side of him? Or is that later? That's later. Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, that's a little later. I, I think he's because he says still about, I don't know. I, I, feel like, I feel like he was still kind of saying, well, of course, he, then once he pops his claws after that, all it is is him complaining about how he's feeling. But I guess it's not clear if, if he, by that point, if he really is trying to kill him or not.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, Shinji not only beats him, but he dishonors him. Tells Mariko he's just an animal, just a dog. You know why? Why would he be worthy of you anyway? You say you love him, but he doesn't deserve you. Throw him out in the trash. I really like this panel kick of him to the, the neon. Curb. What? I said, kick him to the curb. That's right. So on the curb, I really enjoyed this panel of the neon lights in downtown yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, that was nice. So this street gang shows up, and they're gonna kick his butt. But they get taken out by someone besides Wolverine. And I really like the half shadow. Yeah. That looks really cool. And uh, this lady finds Wolverine. Wolverine says the voice sounds kind of familiar, but then that's kind of all we get. And to be continued.
2: To be continued. You know, it's the 80s when random street gangs just show up.
1: Yes. Even in Tokyo.
2: In the 80s, there's always... A, or maybe a always especially a in Tokyo.
1: Day.
2: Yep, yep. So good comic overall.
1: I love this comic. What does everybody else think? What do we, we think of the art? Or do you want to save our art critique for the end of the series?
2: Uh, I guess let's do that because every episode, I mean,
1: it's pretty similar. It doesn't change yeah. much between no, the comics. So. It doesn't.
2: I will point out in the very last panel of this one, Wolverine looks like Mel Gibson. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh. When, when she's kissing him? Yeah. Yeah, or
2: when she's holding his face. He
1: yeah, does. he does.
0: See, and up to this like point. Like
1: Braveheart Mel Gibson. Yeah. Or Patriot, like good,
0: yeah.
2: good Mel Gibson, not like crazy
1: late nineties Mel Gibson.
0: Yeah. Seeing up to this point I thought Wolverine looked like Clint Eastwood.
2: I think he's kinda of supposed to.
1: Yeah. That's why I told her she didn't believe me.
0: Oh. <laughs> Who wants to look like Clint Eastwood?
1: In nineteen eighty one everybody. Everyone.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: Right. Dirty Harry Come on.
1: Yeah. So I will say, even though this is written by Claremont, I feel like I will. Say, I do want to point something out about this issue, and I don't feel like this part necessarily lasts through all the issues. Is when you read Frank Miller's stuff, and in Daredevil before this, and some of the stuff after this, like Dark Knight Returns and Sin City and stuff, he kind of writes that very noirish narrative. Yeah, and I feel like Claremont kind of took a page from him. In this first issue, where it's still very Claremontian, where he reintroduces the character, tells you everything you need to know, you know, lots of setup. But I feel like a lot of the inner dialogue was kind of noirish, kind of that Sam Spade kind of, you know, Maltese Falcon kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, what? and I I noticed, and, and this go for all through the whole series, this is way less wordy. Yes. Than Claremont usually is. I yeah. mean, it's still wordy compared to. Well, It is today. still the eighties. And it is still the eighties. But Comments. just thinking about you know, the, the, the uncanny ones that we've been reading. Right. It's like just with the, the you know, half a panel of just dialogue, just someone thinking <laughs> through everything that they're gonna do. And you really didn't I mean at the beginning you got a couple of kind of over-introductions, but it's you know, they're trying to reintroduce Wolverine. Right. But for the most part, there's not any big giant panels where people are, are thinking through things step by step. I
1: which I enjoyed. Right. I
2: appreciate. It. I mean I don't I don't mind it when he does it the other way either, but it, it made it it made the comic flow faster for me, which is the, the really the one thing that I guess the one thing that when I read older comics that that I don't want to say wears me out, but but sometimes makes it less enjoyable is just how much reading there is. Right. Whereas this is fast paced. I mean, I just kind of blew through these comics, and there's so much action going on, and
1: a lot of action in these. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, good stuff. All
1: right. So we're we going to grade issue number one.
0: I'm going to give it four out of six.
1: Four out of six. Okay. I'm going to say 5 out of 6. Okay. I'm going to give it 6 out of 6. 6 out of 6 claws for me. That, that's about what I expected, based on everyone's comments. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool.
2: Yeah. I, I probably would have said 6, but I didn't want to go too high, so. Oh,
1: okay. Well, let's uh, move on to number 2. This, by the way, marks Wolverine's 8th birthday in publishing. Ooh. And I believe... Awesome. Let me double check. I think our creative team stays exactly the same. Yep. Complete same creative team. This is chapter two depth. depths, depths. I'm reading phonics, debts and obligations. So what do we think about cover? What's on our cover, Denise?
0: We have Wolverine leaping towards the viewer,
1: cat-like. You could say.
0: I actually enjoyed this cover.
1: I like this cover a lot. In fact, I'm wearing the T-shirt <laughs> of it right now. <laughs>
2: I like it a lot, too.
1: In fact, all of these, I would say the use of color in the background is pretty fantastic. But this one goes from dark purple to blue. And Wolverine even has like a tint of blue in his hair. And yeah, I like, I like this cover a whole lot. Probably I'll probably overall like this more than number one. Yeah, Yeah, this
2: is, a, this is a really good cover. It is a good cover. Mine's all blue, though.
1: Oh, it doesn't fade?
2: I mean, it fades, but from dark blue to light
0: blue.
1: okay. Uh,
2: no purple in it.
0: Ours is purple.
1: Purpleish, bluish, purple. This? Cool. All right. Well, what happens in this one?
0: So Wolverine wakes up to a pack of ninjas, and he quote acts accordingly.
1: I like how he's, <laughs> you know, he's in a mattress on the floor in, a, in an apartment. Yeah. Like a heroin addict.
0: He meets. <laughs> and I don't know how to pronounce her name. Yukio. Yukio. He meets Yukio. Except I joked because I couldn't pronounce it, so I called her Yoko Ono through the whole thing.
1: Okay. So Cameron, yeah, Jinx is pretty much just based on Yukio, right? I, so From it definitely G. feels Joe? like it. A, a short-haired, punky Japanese girl. Yeah. yeah,
2: except she doesn't talk about the mall any. Jinx doesn't talk Jinx eat? talk about? Isn't that, Jubilee? that in the
1: That's Jubilee.
2: No, and like the GI Joe cartoons, I feel like I remember Jinx being. Oh,
1: like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like remember that, I in can, that
2: actually, I, actually, I think I may be mixing Jubilee up with yeah. uh, Jinx. But yes, I agree. Right. But not Jinx in the new movie. Did you ever see the new G.I. Joe movie? This is not the time, but.
1: Oh, yeah, I did. A long I, time. It is. Okay.
2: We have to talk about it later.
1: Anyway, this panel of Wolverine, our first double page spread of Wolverine knocking the ninjas out of the window, is awesome. Yeah, I it. Like
0: is it
2: is awesome. That's I have that. to turn my iPad around to see it in full screen.
1: Yeah.
0: Yuki tells Wolverine that uh, he owes his life to her, and then for the next handful of pages, we um, reiterate everything about Wolverine's healing factor <laughs> and the fact that he has adamantium on his insides. Yes. Blah 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 okay. blah blah.
1: So let's let's take a minute here to talk about our um where we're all coming from. I mentioned this at the beginning, and I forgot. So I've read this once before. This is my second time to read it, and Cameron, this is your first time to read it, right? first time yeah but you've read lots of old comics so you have yeah. kind of the, the feel of, of what this feels like this is denise's first time to read this and also other than an issue here and there on filling flashback episodes the oldest thing you've ever read is *The walking dead
0: <laughs> comic book oh, yeah.
1: wise. wise so yeah. you're you don't really have um a history with the style of 80s comics
0: No, because before Walking Dead, the only thing I'd read was Dick Tracy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I felt like claremonts he definitely follows the Stan Lee rule, where act like every comic is someone's first comic. And so he introduces the characters, but I didn't feel like it was... So overdone that it was distracting. I don't know.
0: Oh, I, I agree. It was the opposite. I was like, Really? <laughs> are we fine? Yeah, I agree,
2: but, but I would say, and Denise, was, this is kind of what I was getting at earlier, is that even though that it does seem like a lot, it's way more succinct than usual, than the usual uh, Chris Claremont. We read an X Men where he's got to go through every X Men and what the team's about, <laughs> what Professor X's vision's about, what our so, mutant's about.
1: So it's really it's just like, a matter of how many characters.
2: Yeah. And also, I will say, this is really, this series, this is the first time, maybe, maybe not, but the first time where we really lay out all of the things about Wolverine. Yes. Because everything else no, in I mean... Uncanny has kind of come in bits and pieces. And they'll they'll kind of mention here and there, oh, adamantium claws, don't break. You know, they'll throw stuff in there. But this is, I felt like the series, they're really trying to almost reintroduce Wolverine in the more advanced version that he has become by that point.
0: Yeah, I will agree that this seemed like they were trying to. Hey, if you haven't, if you don't know anything about him, here's your chance. To... But isn't, isn't yeah. that
1: kind of the point, though, when you take a team character and give him his own book to kind of do that?
0: Yeah. No, it's I agree. To make money. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Kidding.
2: <laughs> well, that's. But yeah, I don't know. To me, it worked. I didn't find it distracting. I mean, it
1: was. Is
0: this also the first time that the hand is introduced?
1: No, but. That's a good point. This is the first time they've entered the X-Universe or that an X-Men has entered their universe. They are a Miller creation. He introduced them in his Daredevil run. So they're kind of new at this point, but it's not the first time. But it is the first time Wolverine interacts with them. So that is definitely a first because Wolverine, the hand going forward, very intertwined. So um... but this panel also, I'm sorry, of him jumping out the window with Yukio and the purple sky and the arrows flying at him. <clears throat> another great panel
0: yeah
2: yeah very cool panel although the arrows look more like tiny missiles actually and they look like those little rockets that you fire out in your yard
1: yes rockets. they don't have arrowheads yeah i've noticed well, yeah, so, in every so issue where he draws arrows they're just a stick with fins
0: yeah well now that's Which what maybe that's a kind of arrow
2: like. but Is it? well that's like a, yeah. like a deer hunting arrow now yeah. okay all right. They look like that. Cuz not—you know—they're not Native Americans. I thought they were Jesus. all Green
1: Arrow type arrows. <laughs> arrow. What is the one with the boxing glove and? What? Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> anyway, moving on. So Wolverine and Yoko Ono um, <laughs> go back to Wolverine's hotel room, yeah. and we find out that her name is Tigress, or her code name is Tigress.
1: Well, you just skipped a lot. <laughs> Right, so the panel where he pops the claws, where we get the really big shot of the claws, awesome. No, his burial. hand looks weird in that one. It does Even look weirder weird. than the covered issue and one. And
0: his eyes look weird. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, it's just showing his lazy eye.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: And this one, it's got his regular eye covered up. Yeah, the art on this page is kind of weird, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I like the the panel with the blades look really cool, but his face is weird. And, and in the small panel, the bottom one to the left his hair looks really strange.
1: Like yes, it does. he looks like he has a beard. Of, yeah.
2: Yeah. It looks like he's got an Amish beard and his hair is pointing backwards like the teenagers wear today.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn kids.
2: That's my old man, old man praise of the night, but...
1: <laughs> yeah. But then also this panel of Wolverine jumping through the air at the viewer. Another great panel.
2: Yeah. Weird and... face again, but...
1: Not, not to harp on this, but another great panel... Wolverine in the uh pile of ninja bodies and his face uh, is all in shadow. I like that panel a lot. That is a an all-time great Wolverine panel. Yeah,
2: the bloody claws. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic panel.
1: Okay, so now we go back to Wolverine's hotel room. And Wolverine's waiting on the sofa with no shirt on.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to point out that Wolverine is not in proportion to the sofa. That's a three cushion sofa and he looks like he's Oh, well, Japanese eight feet furniture
1: tall. is smaller, right? <laughs>
2: it's probably it's possible those are three tiny chauffeur cushions
0: <laughs> yeah not buying it
1: yeah he does look nine feet tall in that it does, yeah it does make him look giant uh, i also kept trying to figure out because i thought the i really liked the idea that they showed the windows like that i kept yeah. looking to see if there was supposed to be like a hidden word in there
2: <laughs> like a there's like a big bunch of tetris hanging out yeah
1: yeah, yeah. We'll point out Wolverine in this book, or this series, definitely back to smoking cigarettes.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know. There's a couple panels where they look thicker than cigarettes. But in this one, it looks like a cigarette. I will point out also in that top panel, you're talking about disproportion. Look at how big Yukio's booty is.
0: (laughs) Compared to her head.
2: Yeah, and then just at the bottom panel, she's, you know, normal size booty. But then in the, the top one there, everyone's disproportionate.
1: I don't know, the one where she makes a move on Wolverine is kind of booty wishes too.
2: Yeah. Well, but that's more these. positioning. This
1: right. is. But she's boring. got junk in the trunk.
0: So we find out that Tigress is not only afraid of the crime lord of the hand, but she has a thing for Wolverine. Oh, yeah. However, he denies her.
1: He does. His heart's not in it. He's still thinking of Mariko.
0: Yeah. So then we find out, which this was weird to me. I couldn't tell if this was a flashback or a flash-forward. Or just a concurrence in time. Because it says... Interlude. Interlude. And basically find out the Tyrus is working for the crime lord.
1: Yes. In her best Joker outfit.
0: Yes. Yes. And so...
1: But she's the wild assassin. She's out of control. Yeah. And Shenzhen wouldn't trust her, but she's so good.
0: And so he basically tells her that she needs to... Get rid of I don't know his name one,
1: one of the rival mob bosses in Japan
0: Yeah and he, and he also says And you're gonna take out He infers Wolverine right
1: Yes, yeah, he's, yeah, she's supposed to kill Wolverine. I do want to go back a little bit. There was a line in the apartment where Yukio talks about his healing factor being, well, that's a useful talent for a warrior. I thought that was a cool line. Yeah. All right, yeah. Sorry. Go, go ahead.
0: So basically, after we see this, Tigress goes back to Wolverine, and she tricks him into saying that... How do you pronounce that guy's name? Kasum- Katsumori. Katsuyori. That Katsuyori is The crime boss that's and they need to go after him, right?
1: They need to take him down. So, Wolverine helps her break in. Uh, that shot of them swimming underwater, another great shot and great color work.
0: Oh, that was a horrible drawn panel,
1: really? I love that panel. uh, Although her arms
2: are weird,
0: yeah. Wolverine's fine, he looks like he's swimming, she looks like she's frogging.
1: She is frogging,
2: looks like her. Arms were tied behind her back.
0: Yeah, she's. Sinking. I would like to
2: back up real quick. Sorry, I keep backing up.
1: Oh, no, we're back that thing up. Yeah, back you, it up. Just you're a big before. fine woman, won't you back? Did you find thing it up? was
2: weird and weird that she's such a hardcore warrior, and then in that one scene he grabs her hand. And she goes, "Ow, you're hurting me." Yeah, because <laughs> he's that's, holding her hand. And I guess the red explosion-looking thing is supposed to be like he's pressing a power uh, a pressure point or something. But it was just seemed out of character to all of a sudden it's like he's grabbing her hand and she's like,
1: ow. Yeah.
2: Because she's so hardcore all the rest, all the other time.
1: Yeah, but Lord Shinjin is more hardcore.
2: True. So, so back to the water.
1: So Wolverine um, gets them in. He gets them inside.
0: So after they're inside, Wolverine realizes that um, the love of his life is there with her new hubby.
1: So they're watching a kabuki play.
0: Yeah. and then Which all I thought
1: looked great, by the way. I and, did look
0: great. And then all of a sudden, but the kabuki player, the actor, lunges out at them and is going after Wolverine's love. And so Wolverine lunges out to take him down as well.
1: This panel work is awesome. Wolverine like in a whole yeah. white panel and then jumping into the dark. It just it looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, I like that too. And so they fight and Katsori and his wife decide they're going to flee.
1: Right, makes sense.
0: Except they get in their car, and car goes
1: boom. Yep, Yukio got him.
0: Yep, and she says,
1: "Gotcha." So we get another two and a half page fight?
0: Yeah, and I thought not it's, quite as cool as the one
2: before, but it's
0: still, it's
1: really still good. pretty sweet. Yeah, he's fighting all the Kabuki warrior guys. I yeah. do
0: like how he says, you know, they have to be careful how they fight so they don't hit each other. I can just
1: swing anything. Yeah, he goes to town. And he kind of goes yeah. in a
0: berserker rage. And then after every after the dust settles, the love of his life is just staring at him in, in horror. She's never seen him go into a berserker rage yeah, before. Yeah, she's,
1: she's got wide eyes and a tear.
0: And that's when she tells Batman that she can't be with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Tell me that this panel right here, that he does not look like Batman. He looks like Wolverine. He looks like Batman. Cameron... What do you think? Which which panel?
1: The last panel of the book.
0: He's looking down at her on the stage.
2: It is a tad Batman-ish, but it's also been, I mean, Wolverine. I can, I can see why you call it a Batman-ish panel, but it's still Wolverine. Yeah. I'm Batman. Ears are too big, and the, there's yeah. no cape.
1: Gotta have a cape. You Gotta, have a, okay. cape. You gotta hey. have a cape to be Batman.
0: So, uh, the love of his life leaves without saying a word.
1: And Yukio's happy. Mariko's finally out of the way.
0: Yep, she says, gotcha.
1: The bizarre love triangle is finished.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So, I thought the play was great. I thought the fight was great. I thought Mariko's shock was great.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree.
1: Oh, I do want to say, I also loved about the panel. We talked about the one with his face in Shadow, where he's on the ninja bodies. I forgot to mention the caption. just says, I'm the best. I thought that was pretty badass.
2: Yeah, Uh, we'll talk about art later, never mind.
1: Oh, I will say, I thought this may have had the highest number of awesome panels.
0: It did have yeah, some I would agree. nicely laid out panels. Yeah.
1: So anyway, uh, so what are we going to grade Wolverine number two?
0: I'm going to give it four out of six.
1: Okay, consistency.
0: Um, I'm going to give it five out of
2: six, but say that I wish I'd graded the first one six out of six.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to give this one six out of six claws again.
0: Consistency? Uh,
1: yep. I'm loving it. I'm eating it up.
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change all mine to six out of six.
1: <laughs> I think you should grade them all five and then grade the whole series of six.
2: I mean, that's what I'm going to do.
1: <laughs> and then give it a C+. Uh, yeah, C+.
2: I keep, uh, I keep thinking I don't, I don't want you know it's the full six, but then I think about it and I can't think of anything about it that I don't like. Right. So it's got to be six.
1: Perfect Wolverine story so far. All right. So number three is the Loss. I don't think, is there any change in this one? Nope. Um, Creative team so. is all the same. So, what's on this cover?
0: Wolverine this cover praying. is a sad
2: Wolverine.
1: Sad Wolverine.
2: He looks very heartbroken.
1: Yeah. The background is all black. He's in a lot of deep shadow. He's got on his Canadian jacket.
2: A little furry jacket. It's pretty good. I do. The hair is too long, and he looks kind of old.
1: He does a look bit, old. Yeah.
2: But, you know, when you get sad, you look old, I guess. So, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everyone who looks older yeah, when I, they cry. I, that's, a, that's a great And younger and when they laugh. Cover,
2: all four of these covers, I think, are Pretty classes, great. Wolverine yeah. covers.
1: So, what we got?
2: So, we open up with Wolverine fighting a sumo guy.
1: In a bar fight.
2: In yeah. a bar that looks like it smells really bad because of the way <laughs> the lines are on. And everyone's green.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, he's fighting this sumo wrestler that's one of the best, but he cheats. And so, he does these little i guess illegal or non-official bar fights is doing an irish drum.
1: jig with the sumo guy above your head a <laughs> traditional bar fight. you weird dude?
2: looking battle there <laughs> it picks the big sumo guy up over his head though which is pretty awesome and then the, the dance is not as cool and the clothes are not very cool but it is 1982 But I'm not even sure if that's cool for 1982. I don't know. But yeah, so and then the sumo guy ends up punching him in the face. And so he throws the guy out the window. (laughs) Basically him and Yukio are on the town partying. Wolverine's super drunk.
1: Yeah, which I'm glad they addressed this because it took him a a few panels and maybe a couple of pages. But how much does Wolverine have to drink to get drunk?
2: And and it's a tremendous amount. And I feel like because they've discussed that before, haven't they? Yeah, Or is that after, where they talk about how much he has to drink?
1: Uh, maybe it's after. I don't remember.
2: Anyway, it doesn't matter. Throws him out the window. His buddy, he's waiting for him there.
1: Asano. Asano,
2: the secret, secret service guy, Japanese secret service guy. And this time, instead of telling Wolverine to leave, he's trying to get Wolverine to help him.
1: He needs Wolverine's help. The Japanese underworld is, is making moves.
2: Yeah, it's all unifying around who we'll find out, which is uh, Marco's father. Yeah, And so he's unified all of the families or the crime lords or whatever and so they want wolverine to help them end him i guess basically yeah, yeah basically um, and yukio but yukio he has a very special set to, of skills to stay party with him
0: so
1: they decide so, to make out yeah. on a train track yeah that's
2: he safe. says no we have a bunch of hand waiting to attack him moment moment, just briefly the hand's about to kill him and they say let's wait that's what they do and so yeah they lay down on a train track and play a game of chicken with a 200 mile an hour bullet train
1: Right. and drunk Wolverine awesome. has good instincts good reflexes
2: in this case he still seems to have
1: but then he immediately passes out and starts snoring
2: <laughs> yeah which is pretty funny <laughs> and has a dream about a samurai warrior
1: I love this dream
2: it's a really cool dream
1: I like the color tones which by the way We'll talk about it at the end, but is wean, the color work in this whole series is fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's really good. And so the story is, basically, we need to go through the dream, I guess we should.
1: He's uh, a samurai, <coughs> he's trying to get into his lady's fortress, but he gets shot full of arrows, and then he's naked.
2: Yeah, suddenly his armor disappears, and he's naked, and it's was it was it Yukia? I mean, was it Mariko that shoots him?
1: Yeah, and the like, last yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I thought oh, this yeah. dream and the dialogue and it was was really awesome and also heartbreaking. Yeah, I can really kind of get you.
2: Yeah, well, they're really they're really trying to push the idea that he's really deeply in love with Mariko right and not just like uh he saw her thought she was hot and they dated for a while but right. like he's
1: deeply deeply in love with her yes which i like by the way but we'll talk yeah. about that later too i do too it's that struggle of him not feeling worthy too and yeah what shinjin said which is probably not the first person to say this to him but about him just being an animal and him kind of struggling with that you see i think in a lot of ways we Wolver- and this maybe is kind of the first time we really see it in depth Wolverine's kind of always struggled with trying to rise above that, but also even though he knows he's a hero, he's kind of always doubted whether that's really all he was. Like, he almost believes in himself to a degree. Yeah. Well, and
2: then in the... the, I guess it's in the last... I don't remember if it's in the last comic or in this comic, but the Uh, the the two girls end up playing the two roles of Wolverine, you know? Right. Of the Mariko, who makes him want to be better and be a good guy, like Professor X does on the X-Men. And then Yukio wants him to lean into his beastie, beastier right, his side. Primal side. So yeah. So then Wolverine's asleep or passed out. The hand shows up. Right. She fights the hand off because now basically she's refused to kill Wolverine. So yeah. now she's on the outs with, um, uh, Shinjin too.
1: Right. I like her three little daggers, what kind of like Wolverine claws. Like yeah. I them thought out. that was really cool. Yeah.
2: And then she throws all three of them. And then she kicks Wolverine in the face.
1: But why? Why? He won't wake up. She just saved his life. She goes in to get like, hey, we got to get out of here. And he goes, Mariko? Yeah. Well, because they were making
0: out. And now he's he's... called her a different woman's name. Yeah. I'd punch you in the face. He's passed out drunk. You can't can't, um, That just means it's more true. Yeah. In a female's eyes, you just spoke the truth. You just can't. You can't.
2: Can't blame somebody for that. He's drunk. He's blacked out. Passed yeah. out. Yeah, he says Mariko's name, and so Yukio kicks him in the face, which is pretty awesome.
1: So uh, Yukio goes back to his apartment. And- Although
2: I still don't buy that Wolverine would be able to drink enough to get to the point where he'd pass out for this long and this hard.
1: Yeah, but I remember. feel like his
2: healing factor would be working so fast.
1: Yeah, but this is back in the really fast innovation days of his healing factor.
2: True oh well so yeah so we go on so Yukio ends up going back to her place she's gonna be the assassin now and she thinks the hand is coming for her but it turns out it's Asano right and she kills him so then Wolverine shows
1: up in his neck
2: Wolverine goes to her apartment finds her his friend and says he can never forgive her is
1: this her apartment or his hotel room
2: oh oh yeah yeah his hotel room you're right
1: Yeah.
2: yeah yeah my bad so and he when he pulls the blade out He smells the poison and then realizes that it was her that had poisoned him in the very beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: so he uncovers this whole plot, basically, that she has been hired by Shinjin to kill him. And so now he's mad about it.
1: Yeah, she's using him.
2: So then she walks in and he says, you better kill me now, Yukio. You won't get a second chance.
1: And she just jumps out the window.
2: (laughs) She's like, forget it. And then he follows her. And so they have a little bit of a chase.
1: Yeah. Since...
2: Some very erotic billboards in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he says how she's a tigress and he's poetry in motion. Did he use that phrase?
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: Is that is that before or after the song Poetry in Motion came out? I don't know. You should have to know that, Jason.
1: Sorry. I don't even know what song you're talking about.
2: But poetry in motion. That song? It's an 80s song? I don't know. Forget it.
1: But I like this, so, yeah. this this city chase.
2: Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good chase. I like that it's mostly in silhouette, silhouette yeah, or varying degrees of silhouettes. Yeah, very Frank Miller. Yeah, and then she and they crash into a Zen garden, and you have a super classic Wolverine snicked.
1: This is the this is the banner on the podcast website. And I think the Facebook page, too, right?
2: It is one of the best. I think so. It's one of the best Snicks ever, I think.
1: Yeah. I got to say, Wolverine in the panel before, I don't really like. He looks like, I'm going to get you. It's his furry coat. And the way he's hunched over in his arms. I don't know. But yeah. this oh. next more than makes up for it.
2: Yeah, Wolverine, Frank Miller, and I'll we'll talk more about this with the art. But I feel like Frank Miller is really good at close ups and faraways. But people that are mid distance, <laughs> it's very like hit or miss, right? In how he does their faces, particularly. Yeah. Anyway, so he's about to kill her, but she's telling him how they're soulmates and they're rebels, and how he needs to be with her, and he's like, "She's right, I am." And then the hand shoots him in the arm. So then he goes berserker and kills all those guys. We get another three-page battle. Again, awesome. All these three-page battles are awesome. Multiple-page battles.
1: They're all different.
2: Yeah, they are. Although in the one, on the last, the second-to-last fighting panel, he looks like he's ice skating.
1: Oh! (laughs) (laughs) One where his face (laughs) is blacked out. He does, yeah.
2: And his claws are unsnicked for some reason.
1: Right, yeah, he pulls them back in.
2: And I I really like this this whole sequence where he's looking at the destruction of the zen garden
1: and talking about
2: the chaos and the beauty and then how he ends up starting to fix it again i thought that was pretty cool the art i don't like so much in it because it draws him kind of weird but i like the story of that
1: but i like the realization of like he kind of argues with himself over what shingen said and then comes out the other side like no wait i'm i'm a man i'm i'm a man (laughs) i'm a man
2: well this so is this where he says that about no, it's not. But but this is the beginning of that where he's, you know, Yukio is trying to, like we said, lean into the monster or the well, beast. Yeah.
1: So let's read some of this. I'm going to read some of this. I think this kind of defines what Wolverine is for a long time after this. So he, he just got done kicking some ass. And he says, when it's over, Yukio has gone. Hardly surprising. And two in the hand I have her spikes in him When she's saving me or herself, I suddenly feel weary. The fight took place in a private garden, patterned after the classic Zen gardens of Kyoto. A place of transcendent beauty, of peace and tranquility. No longer, the garden has been wrecked. The pattern's broken. Order turned to chaos, the story of my life. No matter how hard I strive for inner serenity, I screw up. So why bother? That's Yukio's philosophy. Be what you are. Why fight it? By nature, we're both scrappers. We like it. And when the need arises, we can kill. Yukio wants me the way I am. Mariko makes me want to change, to grow, to temper the berserker in me. I love them both. I failed them both. Worse, I failed myself, because I lost myself. And yet, the patterns of life are as fluid as those of this gravel. I smooth the stone. New patterns emerge. Chaos becomes order. The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. (coughs) And from that order, peace. Perhaps that's the answer. The key isn't winning or losing, it's making the attempt. I may never be what I ought to be or what I want to be, but how will I know unless I try? Sure, it's scary, but what's the alternative? Stagnation? A safer, more terrible form of death, not of the body, but of the spirit. An animal knows what it is and accepts it. A man may know what he is, but he questions, he dreams, he strives, changes, grows. You took my dreams from me, Shingen, Shingen, but only for a time. Because I'm a man, not a beast. Anyway, I think that's kind of like his thesis, in a way.
2: Yeah, I agree. It just really summed up. Chris Claremont really gets to the heart of Wolverine, I think.
1: Yes, I agree.
2: And really makes Wolverine pretty much unchanging from here on out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he kind of and regre- pieces, progresses and regresses depending on who's riding him, but yeah, it kind but, of but all like comes that. back to this, this miniseries.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, and that just that inner struggle, that it's like, yeah, he'll go back and forth, but it's like the, the inner struggle, that, that is Wolverine, that effort right. to triumph over the Beast, right. even though he needs the Beast a lot of the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well said, well put. Okay, so we're we going to grade number three. I'm going to give it four out of six. All right. What about you?
2: I'm doing six out of
1: six. All right. I'm also going to give it six out of six claws. All right. So number four, another amazing cover. This chapter is called Honor.
2: Honor. And a great first panel too.
1: Yeah. So this one does have a different colorist. Lynn Varley is the colorist. Or Varley. I don't know how you say that.
2: Varley.
1: Yeah, so on this cover, it's all green-based. We yeah, have Wolverine cool, crouching though. with a uh, crossbow, and he's lighting his cigarette. I just, I love this cover. I do, too. And yes, also, that first panel is just lovely. Like that first
0: panel's awesome.
1: The shavering, and it just starts with, I'm Wolverine. If you're smart, you don't want me for an enemy, which is just an awesome Wolverine line. Yep. And so basically, he, uh, Wolverine, having regained his mojo... Tears apart Shingen's or- organization, hitting it he hard. He goes all
2: tombstone on him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's hitting it hard and sending a message. He breaks up drug dealers, old men, lots of really cool panels. That one, of, that Spider-Man panel looks great. <laughs> when he yeah. looks like he's climbing up the <laughs> wall, but he's really on a roof. Yeah. And, and the silhouettes. And then the shadow of him in the alley, which I actually agree <laughs> with you on this one, babe. That's a very Batman thing to do.
0: Yes. It looks awesome, though.
1: Yeah, it looks great. Uh, Again, like the half tone shading on uh, Shinjin's face. And he says, don't worry, guys. I sent my best ninja to take care of our Wolverine problem. But Wolverine sends him a package, just a box. He opens it up, and it's Tom York's head singing. (laughs) No, it's uh, his best ninja packed in a box.
2: Ninja in a box. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) One. You get a box.
2: <laughs> you Dude. put a hood in a box. You put yeah. your ninja
1: in the box.
2: I'd like, Since we're being silly now, I want to go back to the, the second page when they have the drug dealers doing the deal. The dialogue I found really funny because if you read it just a little slower, it sounds like it, it's like a, the beginning of Law and Order and written like a high school play. Like, Here is the shipment. Ten kilos. Pure. Excellent. This is your payment. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. how it's spelled out so much like like there are some kind of robots doing this. Yes, this is your payment. You're
1: right. All right, do you really like the shadowy blue snicked?
2: Oh yeah, that's that a good nice. one. Yeah. And I like how the money's flying everywhere. <laughs> right? And he says, don't even try it, bub. Don't even think <laughs> it. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Um, so Shin knows that Wolverine's coming for him. And Wolverine's yep. collecting all his weapons. Um, yeah,
2: which is very un Wolverine.
1: Yeah, but he comments on that, though. Yeah, which is I cool. like
2: that he says.
1: He goes, Usually I my claws are it. enough, but Shinjin kicked my ass already, so I gotta have a little extra.
2: Although he was drugged. Yeah. When Shenzhen beat him before. So we gotta keep that in mind. He didn't beat him, beat, he didn't really beat real Wolverine.
1: Right. We do mention again that his claws are forged of adamantium. So yeah. We still got that thing going. So I love, love, love the art and the dialogue of Mariko's prayer. I thought Yeah,
2: it's a really good
1: I just thought it was really, really moving page. She basically talks because you know, it kinda of bugged me um in the first issue where she was like, Well, I know he's beating me, but it's my honor to stay with him which is so like unprogressive. You know, it just kinda of is annoying. <laughs> Like, yeah, but there's a lot of
2: women that feel that way, so I think that's a pretty common...
1: I agree that it's common, but it still drives me crazy. You just want to shake well, yeah. them and be like, well, it's, well yeah. It is it's unfortunate, it's,
2: unfortunate that there are people right. who, there, there are women who feel that way, but yeah. It's
1: not brave to stay with someone that beats you. It's not honorable. But anyway, but then, but I had to kind of concede also, though, that part of it was me imposing my Westernism onto that uh, idea. Yeah. And so I like this kind of twist on it here in this scene where she takes it and still approaches it from a very kind of Eastern cultural thing, but still finds the right answer through that. Talk about how, you know, her father has disgraced the family. The marriage is a sham. You know, is it, is it my duty to defend my family's name or to stay loyal to my father when he's destroying the family's name? Like what's really more honorable? And that whole wrestle, and and she prays to her ancestors for guidance. Just the whole thing was really moving, I thought. Yeah, I agree. And added a whole nother layer of depth, I thought, to Marika's character.
2: Yeah, I agree, because it it takes her out of the damsel in distress category.
1: Right.
0: Well, And, and I think it also shows that, because in the beginning, the very first book, she's kind of viewed as a weak woman. Like, well, my dad says I have to marry this guy, so I am... And here she's kind of redeeming
1: herself.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: And I just got to say, just particularly the panel of the long shot of her, where with her robe spread out on the floor, and then the shadow of the samurai armor like casting over her, the color in that panel is awesome. I agree. So then um, Yukio gets captured by the hand, and uh, she takes them. They take her to Shinjin and Shinjin calls Mariko in and you know she protests that Shinji's gonna kill her and he's like no you need to learn this this will grow you up fast girl uh, <laughs> and we see Wolverine actually we don't see Wolverine we see the aftermath yeah. of Wolverine cutting a path through all the ninja bodyguards yeah. and then uh, Shinjin's like he's here I know it and Mariko's husband is like alright you stay here and have your one-man stand, your last stand. Uh, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he grabs Mariko and runs off, and he sees Wolverine. And I thought this was very interesting. He points the gun on his wife.
2: I know. Really, they really want to reinforce the fact that he really didn't care about her at all.
1: Yeah, he's just a total asshole. Yeah. yeah. And he shoots Wolverine, Absolutely. but then he gets stabbed in the back by Yukio. Yukio kisses him. But Wolverine tells her to leave, and I really like his philosophy on that. then he can't forgive her for killing his old partner, but he can't hate her for saving Mariko's life. Yeah. So instead of like having any kind of confrontation or conversation, he's like, "Okay, I want to kill you, but you just saved the love of my life. Just go. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's just leave it at that." One thing I was
2: I was wondering about: why does Mariko's belt suddenly end up around Wolverine's neck.
1: Yukio takes it, or she cuts it off of her, and she tells Wolverine, don't worry, I didn't cut your girlfriend just for clothes.
2: Yeah, but why?
1: I think she's trying to put pressure on the bullet wound, which is a weird thing with the seaweed factor, but...
2: And then he keeps it on, and it looks like he's even holding it like an old lady holds a scarf (laughs) in that last panel.
1: (laughs) I don't know about that.
2: It was a weird, like, I, I just didn't, I didn't understand what the point of that was. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like a bizarre thing to do.
1: Anyway, Wolverine confronts Shinjin. Shinjin gets the family sword. The Matsu, what do they call it?
2: Matsumune, I think.
1: Yeah, the blade that was forged yeah. a millennia ago for their family. I really like when Wolverine growls his name, the red close-up of his mouth. That is looks nice. awesome. And Wolverine's like, am I worthy now?
2: <laughs> I know, he's all crouched down. That's a really cool panel.
1: That is a great panel. So we get another awesome fight. Um, another and he's still page.
2: wearing the belt. He's yeah. still wearing the kimono belt.
1: Yep, until Shinjin cuts it off of him.
2: But why?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: it brings him closer to her.
1: Yes.
2: I get because he's fighting for her maybe, but, but then why did Yukio put it on him? I don't know. Bizarre. These are
1: questions we cannot answer. We can't. What is the meaning of life? Why is I like and I like the color? little
2: panel where it's his claws and it says I cut deep, and then it's got the blade Shinji cuts deeper. Yes, a great thing. Like the panel. blood level on there, I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, I agree. We have another four-page fight, which is awesome, and the color work between the paneling, especially in the middle two pages where it, the background changes every panel, really great. Uh huh. And then it's we, really cool. So Shinjin's kind of winning again, but then uh, Wolverine, he's not in drug this time, and he's not holding back. And he puts his fist up to Shinjin's face, and we get a snick. I love how his eyes turn red. Yeah. yeah. And I love the halftone background in the snick, too.
2: Yes, yeah. me it's a, too.
1: It's a great one. But Mariko comes in and sees Wolverine and sees her dead father and picks up the sword. And Wolverine's really worried. She has been mad at him kind of this whole time for kind of ruining this whole situation in her mind. And he says, I killed her father. She's honor bound to be my enemy. And he basically says, I could kill her, but I'm not going to. So I'm basically going to let her stab me. But she gives a great speech about honor and about how Wolverine was more honorable. He fought really to defend her family more than her father did. And even in a way more than she did until the very end. It says, if anyone's worthy of the sword, it's you. And she gives Wolverine the sword. And she like, presents it to him. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And then they uh, make out. I really like the panel of them making out. It's all black. It's a long, skinny panel. And they're in a blue silhouette with a, re- a glint on the blade of the sword. So we get a, a, a caption where Wolverine talks about how they went to the mountains so he can heal physically and she can heal emotionally. Probably, you know, just lots of uh, getting to know each other. If you I know just what I that, mean. Yeah, yeah, we get
2: it. <laughs> yeah,
1: all right. I just yeah. had that
2: panel of, of Colossus and Kitty and the reading the letter. They just all look so cheesy.
1: It's a pretty horrible panel. And the fact and that they like, saved the credits to the end of this book and did it on yeah. this page just makes it worse. It, it feels makes it like, like the it's end a, of the sitcom. Yeah, you know I mean?
2: exactly. It's like a freeze frame of the sitcom. Yeah. Like, we saved the day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That looks much better on FaceTime than it does on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the way the... So we have Colossus, Kitty, and Storm, and then the background, Nightcrawler, and almost Cyclops. Which looks nothing like Cyclops. No. Um, But then get a letter from Wolverine from Japan. Weeks have gone by since he left. And it says, wedding invitation. Or at the end of the note, Wolverine scrawled in, in marker... Hey, Elf, don't forget the beer. W. So yeah. Wolverine didn't write that, but the, our ex-president wrote it.
2: W. Well, I wonder why he wouldn't put L.
1: Or Logan? I don't know. Yeah, because I think question.
2: Nightcrawler calls him Logan by this point. Yeah, he does. I thought that was interesting. I also think Wolverine looks really awesome in the, little, in the Japanese suit.
1: He does, old. But Denise thinks he looks really old.
2: He does look old.
1: I can't argue with it. I
2: right. can, but I won't. Just kidding.
1: All right, so let's grade this then. Oh, real fast, though. I like the part where Wolverine faces Sinjin and says they all now have their role to play and ties it back to the Kabuki play from earlier. Yeah. I thought there were several cool callbacks because in issue one, we first talked about the sword and then it comes back at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, you know, good good storytelling.
0: Yeah, Um, I agree.
1: So, anyway, when are we going to grade Wolverine number four? I'm going to give
0: it five out of six. Uh Uh-oh, she went up. Went up, maybe because it ended.
1: (laughs) 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 Wow. All right, what do you think, Cameron? Six out of six. Yeah, I'm also going to give it six out of six claws. All right, so, real fast, what was our favorite cover? I'm going to say number one was iconic, number two is on my shirt, Number three is super moody, but number four is my favorite.
0: Oh, number two is my favorite.
1: Cameron, weigh in. What's your favorite cover of the series? Um, I say I four, and he two.
0: With, I think I gotta go with two.
1: Okay, so y'all win.
0: Yeah. What do we win?
1: Uh, well, I'll tell you what I tell Ethan. Your prize is doing the right thing. <laughs> Terrible there was a phase where he went through where every time he did something commendable. He'd ask for something yeah. so I'm like, Nope, you're not getting anything. Just know you did That's the right funny. thing. All right, so let's talk about this first So I'm gonna get on a little my little Wolverine soapbox for a minute here. Okay, let's do it I always have and probably always will think that Mario Co. will be my favorite Wolverine lover. Okay. I mean, I I like her as Wolverine's partner a lot more than I've ever liked the idea that his big love was Jean Grey.
0: Oh yes, please don't. Let's not get started on Jean Grey.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I, I've never I've I never think... been a fan of the Jean Grey. I mean, I I, I like the i like the, the the uh the tension of their of the relationship but but the idea of her and him being
0: together no she's right. a horrible horrible worst female character well, this, ever. this is
1: not this is not to jump on Gray. this is pro mariko i just yeah. think i think she's a deep character i think her peace and her inner peace her calmness and like wolverine even said the push to make him better like i think she's she both contrast contrast him Kind of the opposites attract thing but also she pushes him to be a better person i just think it's a better fit i don't know i just i really Jesus like her his th- lobster what
2: friends reference i got it oh, okay <laughs> yeah i i agree
1: anyway i just i really i like them as a couple a lot so all right so this is our first purely solo wolverine adventures Yes. He's been on his own in the X-Men before, but never by himself. I think the breakout issue in Uncanny X-Men, he was by himself, but the whole comic wasn't him. Yeah. This is the first time that we, I mean, it makes sense, his first miniseries, but it's his first truly solo issue. So that's pretty historic for Wolverine. It definitely catapults him into popularity. So what do we think of the series overall? Let's let's get to the comics uh, brass tacks. Brass, brass monkey, the funky monkey. I think. That's how it goes, right? It sounds exactly like it, right? Yeah, right. Okay. I
2: thought I thought you just turned it on.
1: <laughs> so the writing, what do we what do we think of the writing overall? Fantastic. I thought it was a great story. I thought the Claremontisms of reintroducing the character every issue was That all the dialogue was pretty good. There were a couple of fluffy lines, like you talked about, the really stiff gangsters.
2: Yeah. Like the drug one I
1: mentioned. Yeah. But not overall, of our major characters, I thought both the out loud and inner dialogue were all very well written. I I agree. So what do we think of Frank Miller's art? I don't like it. You don't like it? Okay. What do you not like about it?
0: I don't like the inconsistencies.
1: I, I will, I'll give you that. He is a little... He kind of just randomly has walking panels here and there.
2: Yeah. I really like it overall.
1: I did too. But I like it quite a bit. I
2: think his he is especially on faces, he's very inconsistent. And in that from panel to panel faces look differently. And not necessarily bad versus good. They just look different. Right. Yeah. In yeah. a lot of cases. And there's well, a lot cause there's a lot of really great close-up pictures of people's faces. But then when you see that same character from a farther distance, it doesn't look anything like that no. face anymore.
1: Right.
0: Well, and I will say I like I like some of the initial layouts of how things would have been drawn or, or are drawn. I just don't like how they're drawn. Like I like how things are laid out and how panels come together. I just don't like how he drew inside the panels. Yeah, I, I,
2: I agree with that. There's quite a few panels where – like the the first the first issues cover same kind of things, like where it's an amazing like le, the way Concept, it's supposed to look, but yeah. then it's like the drawing of the face is a little off, and yeah, I get that.
0: The execution's just not there.
1: Okay. yeah. well overall, I like I like his use of shading. Of, of silhouette, he's always been a master of that. That's yeah,
2: it a- adds a lot, I think. It adds a lot of uh, We're mystery not- sounds kind of cheesy, but it adds a lot of that to Wolverine.
1: Yes, I agree, a lot of
2: darkness to Wolverine, which is what I mean, that's what he did for Batman. That's why we love him for Batman, right? I would say, but
1: yeah, but it also it, it fits this story of Wolverine as well because this, is a, this yeah. is a grittier, not X Men story. I mean, this is very which I think gives even more credit to Claremont. Because he took the essence of the character and stayed true to it, but told a story that was very different than what he's writing in Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. So I, I think that's great. I think this miniseries, we kind of alluded to this before, but this kind of is a launch pad for pretty much everything Wolverine is after this. Yeah. It kind of sets up what his basic motivations are and his struggles. We don't have as much of his history, like all the Weapon X stuff. So in that regards, maybe not. But as far as... Yeah, know.
2: but I, w- I would say, even within the, that so much more like, events of his past, will get uncovered later. Right. It seems like his time in Japan and his experiences with with the hand and with Yukio and, and Marco and all that, that's like really... Like you said, it really gets at the essence of him. It's like his right. emotional... Component is this this part of his life. It seems like is is the the biggest part of his life almost.
1: Well, right, and the whole I mean this, the whole samurai thing comes back over and over again in Wolverine's yeah. history, and how he kind of uses that to kind of tame himself. And the idea the noble warrior idea. Yeah, and the idea of him trying to seek honor over his berserker. I right? really there's been hints of that before this, but this spells it out. Very poetically, I think. But no, I just I think it really kind of I don't know. It's, it's like an outline of how to tell a Wolverine story, and I yeah. would say this is one of the best Wolverine stories.
2: I would agree. I thought it was fantastic. It even. Are we going to talk about the movie any or no?
1: Um, we can very briefly because this was a starting point for the script of the last Wolverine movie. Yeah, uh, they strayed from say, it quite I, a bit. I really.
2: It made me appreciate the movie even more, which I liked that movie. I know a number of people didn't like it very much, but right. I, I liked the movie a lot.
1: I lo- I this, love the first three fourths of it.
2: Yeah, this uh, this made me appreciate all that a lot more, just because right. I because I had never read this, and so all the stuff in the movie, I enjoyed it, but I didn't know how much of it was re- you know really had come from the comic book versus how much they'd made up. Right. Which you know they made up plenty of stuff, but yeah, I don't know, I just. This, uh, reading this made me want to watch the movie again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: But... At least the, for like you said, at least the first three, fourths of it. I may turn it off at that last scene. The last
1: but... act's a little weak. Yeah.
2: But... Well, it just gets crazy.
1: Yeah. But no, I just, I think this is a quintessential must read for any Wolverine fan.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it makes me feel, like I feel ashamed that I hadn't read it yet.
1: Well, and you should, yeah.
2: I know. Just like with uh, Days of Future Past, like when we, so we hadn't read that yet. I felt yeah, felt, like, yeah we I felt really insecure Secretly terrible it. X-Men fans because we had never right. read that series.
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, any other thoughts on this? I don't guess
2: so. I mean... No. It's so good, it's hard to really complain about anything yeah. in it even though there's there's a few things to complain about but it's so good overall
1: and they're so minor i thought overall yeah
2: it's all yeah like you know like the faces thing i will it's say a, i'm kind
1: of glad denise kept this from being a total love fest because i was kind of yeah. afraid it would be
2: that's good yeah it's good that <laughs> that's what i'm here for
1: to... right And the voice <laughs> of reason
2: <laughs> yeah you might have laid down and started rolling around in the comics
1: <laughs> yeah well it's also hard for me too because you know one thing you hear a lot when people talk about old comics and old movies is, oh, that aged well, or that does not age well. Yeah. And sometimes, as a super fan and a big nerd, it's hard for me to really know that. Like, I have a general idea. I like guess something really doesn't work or something really works, but it's good to sometimes to get a perspective from someone who doesn't like old comics as much. to see, does this really stand up as a good story. So yeah. overall, Denise, would you say... Reading this now through a modern lens, does the story still speak to, like, an, a new audience?
0: I think so. If, if, you know, you took out some of the reiteration of
1: stuff. Yeah. and making Keo not look so 80s.
0: Right, and, and updating the art, I think overall, yes, you could plop that storyline into today.
1: Right. So you thought the art looked dated? Yeah. Okay.
0: Certain panels, no, but... You know when Wolverine looks like Clint Eastwood?
1: Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, well, that's bottom. more wardrobe.
0: So when? No, that's okay. how he's drawn. Okay. When? When did uh, Frank
2: Miller get started
1: in comics?
2: In comics, yeah.
1: Uh very late '70s. and his early art, he did a cover to one of the X-Men annuals. Yeah. Really early. And his his early art's really sloppy. Yeah, um, well, I was just going to say... In weird this is, proportions.
2: This is still pretty early on. Well,
1: but he'd career. already done his Daredevil run at this point, which is pretty... It was like a two-year run. Yeah. So,
2: but I, I guess I just mean... But, but, yeah, if, but I, when before I think he gets Bill, all super
1: like, Frank miller like when he does Dark Knight Returns and Sin City and that stuff. Yeah. So it's before, like, super stylized Frank Miller, I guess. Right.
2: And I guess that's what I, I was just going to try to say. You, you can... It's like you get moments of what, what he's going to do later. Like you get yes. panels that, that look a lot like what we, we think of Batman, and we think of, like you said, Sin City, and the other stuff that he does. You get kind of moments of that, but then other times when it's not there. And that, I think sometimes maybe that's that's why it feels a little hit or miss at times. Although I, that's that's even too strong. But just because it's like sometimes it's it's so Frank Miller. Right, and then other times it's like just another eighty nineteen eighty early eighties art artist would draw,
1: right, yeah, I can see that for sure. he definitely hasn't fully developed like yeah his crazy Frank miller persona yet,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but again, like you said it's minor it's the story's so good, even the art, even if it's not you know misses here and there, and even then, but even then just just the amazing panels alone, yeah are enough to overlook the the not-as-great panels.
1: I agree. Well, so I think it would be safe to say we would all pretty much grade this the same way we graded the single issue, so that's kind of a moot point. Uh, we're, yeah. we're all very consistent <laughs> on grading.
2: No, we'll, I give the whole series a two, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, yeah. um, so I don't know what, exactly where this is going to go, so I don't know what will be next episode-wise. Our next flashback will be Wolverine's Wedding. Ooh. So.
2: Wedding. That'll
1: be fun. He's going to the chapel and he's going to get married.
2: I'm not singing along with that.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm on my own. By I'm control. not doing sing-alongs. I was thinking more of a Billy Idol. A white wedding? Yeah. It's time it's for, nice for a Wolverine wedding. A, wild, a Wolverine <laughs> wedding. Yeah, that'd be good. Snint again. All right. All right, well, Did you say snicked again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to listen to our last episode and do a Wolverine version of Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive. <laughs> um, anyway, well, thank you for everyone for being on, for coming together. Sorry to get you guys at the same place, but I appreciate it. Cameron, uh, you also have other stuff going on. Why don't you talk about some of that real fast?
2: Um. So my podcast, which I've plugged a hundred times on here. I know. Uh, the flashback episodes, History Banter Podcast. We talk about history movies, fun times. On November 5th, I don't know if this will come out before then, probably so. It should come out by uh, then, yeah. Just if anybody's in the Dallas area and is interested, um, I'm partnering with, um, we... History Banter, partnering with the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema, and we're going to be doing a panel after their special showing of V for Vendetta. Cool. And so if that's the kind of thing you're interested in, show up, or actually, you got to buy tickets ahead of time. So buy your tickets, and then the show, it's not on sale yet, but uh, it should be pretty soon. So By the time this is up, they'll probably be on sale. So everyone everyone in the audience gets a Guy Fawkes mask. We'll do a little really? 30 minutes. Yeah.
1: Like a, we'll like a, a good one? Or like...
2: What's... Uh, I don't know.
1: He okay. didn't say. But That's yeah, awesome. Put a Guy,
2: guy Fox mask because he said he was going to take a picture of everyone in the crowd with it on. Sweet, that'd be really cool. And then I want to do one with the panel, and we'll all have our Guy Fox mask on. I thought that'd be really cool. Awesome. And so, uh, so yeah, it, it should be fun times. And hopefully, if if it goes well, then it'll be something we do often at the uh, at the draft house with the our, our podcast history banter, but also the school where I teach at Brookhaven College. It's kind of a combo combo thing between Brookhaven History Department and, and History Banter. So, And our most recent History Banter podcast is our X-Men one that we did with Jason, hey. which we actually recorded way back in May, <laughs> and I was really lazy about editing that one.
1: It was a lot.
2: It was a lot. Well, we, we recorded a two-hour one a long time ago and then recorded an hour one, so I went and listened to all three hours of it and then tried to splice it together. And so nice. I think it turned out well, but it took me a really long time.
1: That's okay. It's probably worth it. It's on my. Uh, it's next to my podcast listening uh, queue. So nice. I'm gonna get into it soon. Looking forward. You have to, to it. tell me how,
2: how it ended up sounding. Yeah, I will. There were a few a few odd moments, like you know, as far as transitions. But I think right. I, I think I did pretty well. So we'll see.
1: That's when you just need sound effects.
2: That's right. Oh, we didn't even do we didn't do any sound effects on this one. No, we didn't
1: because we didn't take any breaks really.
2: So, That's true. Well, on my comic is on my ipad this time so i couldn't get to my yes sound and you're app.
1: on our ipad you are on my ipad
2: there you go so i guess maybe i was a sound effect well, oh there you sound go effect. wow all
1: right well i right. so what what's your website and twitter
2: uh historybanter.com at history banter um at cameron sinclair it's my personal one either way
1: sounds good all right so please like the facebook page Please leave an iTunes review if you want. Please continue to ignore the email, snickcast at yahoo.com. Twitter, we're at snickcast. Um, Our webpage is snickcast.podbean.com. There's show notes and that kind of stuff. So yeah, until next time, uh, take care, guys. Hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye.